this just feels, this atmosphere feels so expectant. I mean, it's like, there's a word called turgid. I don't know if you know what that, more like uh, a, another word that you might recognize is pregnant. This atmosphere feels like it's pregnant. Like, this is about maybe 50 miracles about to be born in people's lives here. Church ought to be a place of power, right? And if you're into it, you'll touch it. If you, if you just come to have a look from the sidelines and, you know, gaze on, well, maybe not a lot will happen, but I pray it will. I really do pray. The power in this church is astonishing. This is about the best place I've ever seen this congregation. It's always been good. It's always been incredible. But right now, I think it's peaking. I think you guys are peaking. You guys are at a whole, a whole nother level. <laughs> it's, it, 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 you know, I, I get this feeling. It's, it's, it's like a powerhouse or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it feels like, feels like a powerhouse right in it. Feels like I'm in the engine room of, of a powerhouse, no doubt about it. Now, look, the 815 service were pretty on fire, people. They were pretty, pretty like right there. But I know, John's told me, the 10 o'clock service, please, leaves the 8.15 in the dust, no doubt about it. I want you to give the Lord a great clap offering and worship. Praise Him. here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Woe fan. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a Woe fan. Last year at Presence, actually, I wondered, I, we were singing all these songs with O-O's, and, and I, I got a, my you know, sensibility said, man, you know, shouldn't we be singing something a little more intelligent than O-O-O-O? And, uh, and then the Lord spoke to me. He said, this is about as deep as it gets, Pringle. You can't go deeper than an O. I mean, some of you have, you, 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 a road rage. You've had a, ah, like that kind of, oh. Other, other times you've had a very disappointing moment. Oh. Other, other times you've fallen in love. Oh. Oh. And we won't even go there. There's other, you know, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, just, what? Yeah, rascals. Uh, these sunshine coast people, you spend too much time in the sun. You're up and up past five in the morning. Haven't you got anything else to do? I mean, uh, I'm down the beach this morning. There's like 100 people there walking up and down. You go to Sydney, nobody's up at that time in the morning. They've just gone to bed. It's crazy, but I, I love it. 
I love it. And, and so the O's, when we sing in that, a lot of the old hymns that Wesley wrote, and oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise. How many of you remember that song? And some of you didn't want to put up your hand because it says I'm old. Oh, for a thousand tongues. I mean, there's O's in a lot of the hymns. There's O's in the Bible. You got woe, O, and ho in the Bible. Isaiah go, ho, everyone who thirsts. You got David going, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And, uh, and then you got those angels around the throne. It's almost an O, but they've just put L-Y on the end of it. Holy, holy, holy. And, but that's, that's not much more like in terms of words. I don't know if you realize that God's not Australian. He's close. Of all the nationalities that God is closest to, He's closest to Australian. Because He loves barbecues. All through the Old Testament, you got cow after cow after cow. In fact, if you really wanted to, 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 to please the Lord, like Solomon did, you sacrificed a thousand bulls in one day. That's a big barbecue. The smell went for miles all over the nation. And everybody was so glad they weren't vegetarians. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I'm just going to sing that one more time and let you discover your O. There's, a, there's an O on the inside of us that I am I'm speechless sometimes before God because there's, there's things you cannot describe about God. Just like you could not describe to me what a banana tastes like. You can't do it. Words won't do it for you. You'd say, hey, you've got to taste it yourself. That's the only way I can describe it. And that's what maybe unhooking our tongue from our brain does and just hooking it up to our taste buds in our spirit. And we just, just say, God, I want to taste you. Because for, for me to describe that taste, I've got to be like the psalmist who says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You taste, you see. And, and that's how it happens. That's how people encounter God. Trying to tell people about God is, is difficult sometimes because they're not experiencing what you're experiencing. You're telling them what, you've, what your language will enable you to. But just one prayer, like out this sister before, you know, just an experience when fear had gone. That's not theology, that's not doctrine, that's an experience that God is real. God is real. He rose from the dead like 2,000 years ago. People tried to kill Him, you can't kill God. He just comes straight back to life again. Boom, not, nothing can extinguish God. Not your most fanciful scientific theories, not your severest logic doesn't matter. You, you might convince yourself here, but down in here, there's something that's crying out for that reality of the presence of God. And, and church of all the places on earth should have that, should have that living connection with the Father. If you'll reach out, friend, as I'm standing here, I feel 
very aware that there are some wounded souls in this meeting who feel disappointed by God. You feel He's let you down. You feel He's, he's not been there for you when you wanted, when you needed Him badly. And you might even have said, well, I'm going to church for the last time today. Or you just attend because you don't know why. It, it's just a feeling of obligation. But in terms of opening up and trusting the Lord again, maybe a challenge for you. I want you to do that in these next like two or three minutes of just worshiping. Please, let Him, let Him touch those raw parts of your soul. And there's healing in this meeting for you. standing down there worshiping, I just uh, often look to the Lord just to see what He would like me to do. Uh, and I know that there's somebody here with a spinal problem and you're, it actually makes a noise when you turn, when you bend it. It's like uh, the bones are cracking and, and they make a, a graunching noise. Uh, and it's a male uh, and I... I wonder where you are. I can pray for you right now. That, you know, would you come up here? And uh, God is going to touch you and uh, help you with that. There's another person with that. Would you come up on here? There's another person with the same thing. Uh, it is when you bend forward, you, there's this crack. Uh, there's these noises, and it's painful for you. Who is that? And I'm... I'm going to pray for this guy, but uh, whoever else there is, just come, just come. And, you know, uh, this is, the, I get this uh, sense that, uh, and I, I feel like there's, there's uh, a minister here, an ex-minister. Uh, and and you've, you've come here today and you're kind of wondering where you're at with God and whether He's able to restore you and bring you back on board with His purpose for you. I want you to know that He can do that. I want you to know that the cause is not lost. 
If you'd like me to pray for you, you're welcome to come out. I don't want to make, you know, embarrass you or anything like that. But if you wanted to just reconnect with purpose, with God, with that design here this morning, I welcome to, I'd love to pray for you that God could bring that about. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just come up here, sir. Yeah. I, uh, you know, my heart is, just, just feels kind of a little broken on the inside about whatever it is that's happened. But I want you to know the blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything we've ever fallen short on with God. And that there is a power from heaven that's greater than anything that's held you back before. Today could be a good day for you. What's your name? John? You were a minister. Where, where were you a minister? tried to lay a trap for you. And uh, today, it's as much about what you do than about what I do. You've got to close the door. As you close the door, there's another one that God can open. But until that one's closed, this one's going to not be clear about what's up in your future. You have family, uh, a wife, she here, recently separated. Well, that's, yeah, what I, I feel like, it may not feel like there's hope, but there is. I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to talk too much about private things, but I believe that purpose is not lost. Purpose is not lost in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, I praise you that right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can restore John Lord, the Spirit of the Lord can bring healing into his life. Today, by the power of God, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I believe, Lord, that you'll bring this man back onto a pathway and that he will provide a way for others to return. I bind the devil from poisoning his spirit. In the name of Jesus, as he closes the door, rather than waiting for God to do it or other people to do it, Today is John, Lord, as he does this, that door of purpose will open for his future. Father, touch him now with the power of the Holy Spirit. Let him know grace and the glory, the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe these feet will walk on China again. They'll walk on the soil of China and God will open that door for you again because there's unfinished business 
That's the word I see over your world. Unfinished business. The devil has tried to interrupt this. But there is going to be a, a difficult and painful period of time where restoration takes place in the name of Jesus. And then the sweetness of honey will come out of the mouth of the lion. In Jesus' mighty name. I believe it. Let's give God the glory. Come on. Come up here. Jesus' name. Man, you're a big boy. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. God. Give God the glory. Whoa. There is power. So I have been here probably about 20 times. I don't know. Every time I've just, I've been a preacher. You know, I preach messages. I preach it all the time. I preach almost every day of my life. But lately I've been just doing this, just moving, hanging out. It's a lot easier on my throat too. But, but, but I have, I, I, you've got to have one of two intentions when you come into a meeting. Bring a message or bring a move. And so my intention these days, just recently, is that I feel like God is saying, look, can we, can we have a move of God? And, and a move of God is a move. Things move. Things move. And I would like, you know, instead of, pre I got a message here about new wine, new wineskins, and I, I might get to it eventually. But it's about getting unstuck. And it's about new wine being in new wineskins. So, so that kind of means that the structure of the, of the wine has to be different. So you're all expecting, like, we do this, then we do that, and then we do this in a service, and then we do that, and then we do this. That's the structure. And in that structure, a certain level of wine was fermenting, and we all go, ooh, this is pretty good. But then God says, hey, I'd like to, I got some new wine coming, but you're going to have to have a new structure. And so instead of doing this, we're going to do that. Instead of sitting down, we're going to stand up. Instead of finishing here, we're going to finish there. Instead of doing it like that, we're going to do it like this. And we all go, whoa, hey, I mean, that, that means things will be changing. Uh, I've always wanted change, but I didn't want to change. Uh, and that's where a lot of the church has been, stuck. We get stuck. Even though we think we're new, what was radical yesterday is just normal today. And I feel like God impressing on me, let's not just talk about miracles anymore. Let's actually do them. Let's actually do them. Let's actually. And I, I've, I've, I've got to tell you, I, you know, moving with God is not always easy. 
It's like my first thing is, oh, Lord, I'm trying to reach all generations. And I know the boomers, we're all kind of open to that area. But these, these new millennials, they're a cynical bunch, you know. I don't know. They'll kind of be cynical and think, oh, yeah, he sort of talked to the people beforehand or he's arranged this or rigged it or whatever. And then I find, though, that the millennials are the hungriest crowd on earth for the supernatural power of God. They're just sick of words. They want some experience that is more powerful than their cynicism to actually make it work in Jesus' name. Yeah, and you know, I find that the devil hasn't changed at all. He's just still the same old doubtful, fearful idiot that he's always been and uh, trying to hamper the work of God. But I find that there are gifts that you got to stir up. And uh, when you stir them up, and my primary gift is prophecy, so I see stuff. So I just say what I see and do what I hear. And, and uh, you know, it's over to God for the, for the rest of it. But I find in every meeting I go to, there are so many things. Oh, I'm overwhelmed. Talk about an O. I go, God. If I, was to, if I was to try and fulfill everything that's on the inside of my spirit, it would take me a week of just standing here. It would, ta- it would take so long. There's so many miracles that God has got for people. And I, the biggest burden I'm carrying every time I pray right now is the opening night of Presence Conference every time and I'm hearing God talk to me about something so deep and so impossible I can't wait I want to die before I get there though because it's just so scary you know it's just like but you'll be there to help me won't you you come on down just come on down for a few days help me out I need, I need some people of faith. That Sydney crowd, my God. I need some people with real faith, with real. I, I need some Queenslanders. I need some New, Ze- some New Zealanders. I need some. Those people are ready to rock and roll, my Lord. Actually, the Sydney crowd are pretty good. You're watching online right now. Actually, the Sydney crowd are really good. They're really amazing. <laughs> but the opening night of presence, let me tell you, I'm, I'm preaching. That's if, if you are only going to go to one night of presence conference, that's the night. Because the, the speakers are arriving. Normally, we'd have somebody else start off, but they, they arrive too late. Chris Hodges will be there, but. He's only arrived that morning, so I don't want to kill him by making him speak that night. Chris Hodges runs one of the fastest growing largest churches in America right now. About 55,000 people in his church. He has more people in his connect groups than he has in his church. That's unbelievable. I just feel like we're dropping out of that zone, so I need to stay with this zone. There's power in this room. I'd like, to, I'd like to make congregations a little more sensitive to the Holy Spirit as well. 
So that's why I give you a running commentary of where I'm at and what's going on. So lift your hands up and let's just speak in tongues for for 30 seconds. Reach out to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let the power and the anointing of your great Holy Spirit pour down, cleansing, washing, making whole lives that have been wounded and damaged. Lord God, I thank you for renewal and revival, recharging, coming in this service for people who have been feeling low in their batteries. Lord Jesus, I praise you. I give you all the glory, all of the praise right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, yeah, give the Lord a clap offering. So your back's got some, it's just getting healed right now. What's your name? Daniel, your back is getting healed right now. There's healing. Healing takes a little while, so we just stand around while it works, you know. But you'll feel warmth, just like that woman did earlier on. And there it is. That's healing virtue. It's going to come into your back. And there is another person in this room who's got this, a similar problem with your back. When you bend forward, it makes a noise. God is going to touch you as well. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I believe God. Daniel, lift your hands. Father God, touch Daniel now. Let the power of the Holy Spirit heal us back. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sing that song one more time before we sit down. There is power. sit down. I have this uh, this unusual leading uh, right now that I want anybody who is single here who wants to get married to raise your hand. Raise your hand and I'm believing God right now. I'm not going to do anything strange or weird, but I want you to believe God. I believe that God has, has your your 
your partner. But don't just make them a partner. Make sure there's a ring on the finger. Amen. If it's not on, it's not on. Amen. Lord Jesus, keep your hand in the air, single people. I believe God for a miracle, Father, that within 30 days, many of these people who've got their hands in the air will have begun a relationship that is going to end a marriage. In the name of Jesus, it's going to begin a whole new beginning of life for them. Lord, take out the loneliness, take out the incompatibilities, take out those areas in the name of Jesus that are an obstruction to this. Some of you have said, it's never going to happen. I want you to renounce those words over your life. Say, it's going to happen. Stop saying it's never going to happen. God doesn't intend for me to have a partner. God has got somebody for you. Change your language. Exchange that vow you've made for the vow. I'm going to get married in the name of Jesus now. Heavenly Father, let the power of God pour down on those lives. And everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you may be seated. Yeah. Did any of you have your hand up? You did. And he did. This reads like a novel, right? This just reads like a... They're kind of laughing too, you know. It's a, I'm not suggesting anything. But my Lord, imagine, please, this girl, unbelieving. Great couple, great catch. All oh, right. What's your name? Jess. Are you English? No, you're Australian. Very much. Jess, you play this bass guitar like amazing. Most bass guitarists are the most melancholic, depressed looking people you've ever seen. They never smile, right? They're That's about all the animation you get out of them, but this girl's on fire. Jess, you're on fire. It's awesome. My job is church growth. I watch every, everything in a church, every, every little, nothing really escapes me. Because at the end of it, your pastor asks me, what do I need to do? Change. So before I get here, obviously, he tells you all, be on your best behavior, make sure you do everything right, because I don't want to get told anything else. No, he doesn't, he doesn't have to do that. You've got an amazing church here. You have an amazing church. I said you have an amazing church here. And that's because you have a, the highest quality leaders that I know of in our movement. That's why we've made him, we gave him my job basically with the global team because I wasn't doing such a good job, but we thought he can do better. He can do amazing. Along with his wife, Danielle. So I'm now the president, called the president of the movement, and I don't actually have to do anything. And uh, he does it all and uh, arranges all the meetings. There's, uh, it's hard to find a person with, uh, well, a couple with st such strategic thinking 
and uh, courage to implement and quality of spirit and integrity of character. Uh, I would trust these guys with my life and uh, in, to some level we already do because we allow them handle all sorts of things uh, that we're in, involved in. I'm going to be doing a 20-city tour of, of around the world next year uh, because we did a six-city tour around Australia recently and Pastor John was on half of that and uh, we both decided hey, this went pretty good. Every church was packed out, every, all the leaders' things, and it was like revival. It was like a meeting like this wound up maybe times 10 uh, in, in a lot of them. So, And we'll be doing that here tonight. But that's what I'm doing, a presence conference. So register, make sure you're there, because I'm just going to blow it wide open with that. Uh, on that first night, God is going to move and lives will be changed. And life is, life is built out of moments. It's not, it, we, we live the pedestrian lifestyle. We live the step-by-step -step pathway. We live the regular day-by-day -day normality based out of the moment that birthed that pathway. So the moment births in Chris and I, go start a church in, in Sydney, boom. That's a moment when you hear from God and you, and you make it come to pass. But you don't keep having moments like that. That's the movies. But in real life, you have one big moment, then 10 years of boringness uh, where you just walk out that moment. It's not boring. It's just you've got to make it happen. And then you have another moment and it changes the direction whether you respond to the moment well or you don't. That's called momentum when you string moments together. And if you, it, it, you, there are ways you can get ready for your moment. That's pretty important, what I just said there, because the moment comes out of left field. You didn't expect that moment. Some of you single people, he turned up. You kind of had a little flutter. The chemistry was there, but he had a scar above his right eyebrow. Oh, don't think I can marry a guy with a scar above his right. You're too fussy. Stop being so fussy. Oh, she had pigeon toes. Stop being so fussy. After a while, you'll think, oh, it's so cute. I've heard people, those two complaints I've heard from single people. A guy said to me, she's gorgeous, she's amazing, but she's got a little scar. I felt like hitting him. Another one was a girl who said, oh, he's, he's, he's pigeon toe. I said, forget about the pigeon toes. How much is in his bank balance? That's what you need to understand. It wouldn't matter if he's a bit ugly, as long as he's got, if he's bald and got a little punch, if he's got money, you're good. I'm a pastor, people. It's bad if she's bald. That, that doesn't work, work so well. You getting this marriage advice? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Take it down. Momentum comes from moments. You miss moments if you're not ready for them. How do you get ready for your moments? Let me talk to you about a moment in history. Israel. God has told them for 400 years, 
one day I'm going to set you free. And then you're going to be taken to a beautiful promised land. How about that? That's, that's, that's reasonable, right? We're in slavery. We're getting whipped across our back. We bleed all day. We work all day long. And do you know how much we get paid? Nada. Zip. Zero. Nothing. Because we're not employees. We are slaves. Owned by others who can kill us if they want to without a trial. So I don't like you, slave. You got no rights. You live in fear. God says, one day I'll set you free from this. Working for nothing, meaningless existence, the property of another, living in that fear all your time. I can set you free. You say, whoa, that's good. Not only will I set you free, I'll take you to a beautiful promised land. They get set free after a lot of, you know the story. They get to the river, Jordan at Kadesh Barnea. God says, now's your time. Now's your moment. 400 years of bondage. And here's your promised land. Let's go. They send some spies across who bring back a negative. Say, oh, this is too big for us. We can't do this. They didn't remember that God, with God, nothing's impossible. That was their moment. They said, we can't do it. We can't do this. It's too big for us to pay off that mortgage. It's too big for me to stay in the marriage. It's too big for me to try and start that business. Just, they backed off. The next morning, they woke up and went, what were we thinking, idiots? Okay, Moses, we'll take the land. We'll go. He says, no, 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 that was yesterday. Today, we start wandering in the wilderness. They said, no, 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 we can make it, we can get it, we can fix it up. We'll go up. He says, don't go up. They said, no, 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 we got it. They went up, they got defeated. Came back. He said, our moment was yesterday. 40 years for their next moment. Aren't you glad we're in the New Testament? Thank you, Jesus, for grace turns 40 years into 40 minutes. I believe that. <laughs> I haven't got 40 years to fix up mistakes. Jesus, Lord, thank you. None of us want to miss our moments. Why did they miss the moment? Their faith was low. Their faith was not up to taking those giants. Some of you are stuck where you are. You've been where you are for too long. And you keep just living in the same cycle at a certain level. But let me, let me say this to you. This is like a prophetic message for you as an individual and for you as a congregation. There is another level you're going to. I can feel it. I don't hardly even need to get a, get a sense of prophecy about that. I can tell you by walking into this church today, you are already at the beginning of an uplift, of an elevation, of, a, of going to another level. Somehow you've stepped into the elevator and you've pushed, you pushed the button to the next level. And, and everyone who wants to be in their next level, get ready for some changes. You already have some with the timing of your services, but there's going to be bigger changes than that. New voices rising, new young people rising, 
reaching out and doing new things, new levels of giving, you will find God asking you to go to another level in your giving. You've been stuck at another at this level and you're saying, I'm stuck at this level of income. Go to a higher level. There's another level. And ask Him to guide you and you'll find your steps are being ordered by the Lord as you move into that new day. New level. New day. There's a new day coming for this church. You'll be in your own building that you've built on your land within years in Jesus' name. It's not within tens of years. This year, that opportunity is going to open up. A moment will come. And we need to say, I'm ready for the moment, Lord God. I'm ready for that moment. Let me tell you another reason why people miss their moment. They're not ready to serve. There comes a moment where God says, I want to take you up, but to go up, you got to go down because the way up is down in the kingdom. The door into destiny is always a low door. Humility, washing feet of another is my doorway into the throne room. Jesus knew that. That's why He did that. Serve. If you think that you're above helping at the door, or doing something that's more meaningful, and you're saying, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a prophet to the nations, without being, without being rude. I mean, I, I, I doubt that you're a prophet to your suburb yet. Uh, there, there needs to come a, a, a connect group. And then what we, our opinion of ourselves needs to reflect reality. And that's when we can start doing something because I know some good friends of mine right now and people ask me, why are they stuck? I say, because their opinion of themselves is too high. They're not prepared to accept that they're one of our crew. They feel they always sit over there, always don't involve, don't turn up at things because they feel they're bigger than us or something. But they, they've got nothing going on. There's nothing happening. It's in their head. It'd be better to say, hey, how can I serve around here? How can I help? And that's a doorway into another level every time. New oil. I'm up to number three. New oil. What you feel in here today is a new oil God has given us. That's my assignment at Presence Conference this year to bring new oil to our entire movement, which will be a stirring of the gifts of the Spirit. So I'll push the pendulum to a, to a pretty definite level so that it becomes eventually part again of what we do. Because I feel there's way too little supernatural activity in our churches and in the church generally around the world. We sing some songs, we preach some pretty messages and everybody feels a bit inspired. But you can only do that for so long until you feel like the oil's running out. There is fresh oil. And some of you are dry and you'd be good to budget for revival by making sure that you, you save some money. You don't spend it on that, but you spend it on this, getting the presence and rejuvenating your spiritual life. New level, new day, new oil. Those things are what God has got planned for this church. The last one is new wine. New wine is going to make you joyful. I spoke about wine 
in the early service, a different take on it, where Jesus transformed water into wine. The only miracle of its kind in the, in the New Testament through Jesus, where He took one element called water and transformed it into another. The fact is, Jesus said this, the Bible says this was the beginning of Jesus' miracles. It never says it was the end. The miracles have never been, been destined to end anywhere. So we're going into a whole new era of new wine where He will transform what we've got now and take it into an entirely new level. I believe it will fast track us towards having one million worshipers in our congregations all around the world every weekend. At present, we have about 120,000. You're going to be one of them, right? You guys are helping us get there. Can you imagine? Right now, there's 120,000 of us right around the world doing this. Ten times that. Still not a lot in a, in a, in a world of seven billion people, but it's a doable goal. It's our moment to take a hold of a vision and say, let's do this all around the world and have one million people celebrating God in a supernatural zone. Let's occupy the front page of the newspaper, not with death and murder and war, but with life-giving miracles, the stories of people being raised from the dead, with people being healed. Let's occupy the six o'clock news with people being raised from the dead, with churches expanding to include entire cities, entire villages. Let's have a supernatural church that can rise like an army in this hour. 